Welcome back to the Everyday Finance Podcast, where we are working with the everyday person to maintain financial security and establish financial independence. Now, today, me and Garen are going to be answering a really important question that I think is really integral to a lot of young people's understanding of the world. And I think a lot of people of any age actually find themselves asking this question from time to time. And that question is, is credit really important? And to get to the bottom of this, we really need to first go over the basics and talk about what a credit score is. Your credit score is basically just a score that's been made up by many different credit bureaus. And the three main ones here in the US are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. And they basically make this score to decide what your credit worthiness is, and they promulgate this to other businesses. Now, your credit score ranges between 300 and 850. 300 being very poor is the exact terminology, and excellent being the top terminology. Now, it's very hard to get a 850, but it's also very hard to get a 300. Now, now that we've gone over what credit is, I think we need to talk about what it affects and you know, how is it really important in your life? So basically the credit score, the number that is assigned to you is based off a few things. Um, and that's based off timeliness of payment, your utilization of your card um, or mortgages, how much of the given amount are you using? Um, it also number of inquiries it covers. And there's a few other care, uh, like factors that come into play that dictate the score. And some are given heavier weights of high impact to your credit score. And some are given lower weights of low impact to your credit score. Now, your credit score is essentially this Thing that measures your risk factor. Uh, if you have a low credit score, it tells companies that you are very, you're not likely to pay back a loan or you're high risk in this case, but which essentially would jack up interest rates and, you know, have you pay more in order to do it, or you won't be qualified in order to do certain things or purchase certain items. Um, on the exact opposite totem pole, if you have a high credit score, it tells companies that you have a very low credit risk. Uh, meaning that you will be able to pay off your loan or your card or whatever it is uh, that is giving you this credit um, in a timely fashion. And essentially, they'll provide you with a lower interest percentage or interest rate, um, essentially giving you less to pay on the money that they loan you uh, because you're less of a risk. Now, you can see this with your mortgages, uh, with car loans, hard money loans, and you know student loans, um, as well as credit cards. Um, and when you're looking at essentially your credit cards, people get into a little bit of a fiddle with those. Um, I believe the average household debt ends up coming out to like $6,200, uh, just above that. Um, and that accumulates interest. So the best way to keep building your credit, uh, would essentially to be to make those on-time payments, purchase things that you genuinely can afford or, are items that will provide net worth to you um, or appreciating assets, because I guess cars can provide you net worth, but those are depreciating assets, so you're gonna lose money on those. But what I'm talking about is most likely like houses um, or property land. Um, those generally provide you a greater return after your purchase price. Um, but if you, I'd like to kind of get deeper into the whole mortgage lending and uh, real estate aspect of this. So if you'd like to touch a little bit more, um, that'd be great, Alex. 
Definitely. And, you know, actually in real estate, your credit score can affect you in more ways than just your mortgage. Uh, and a lot of people might not know that actually, even if you're going to rent an apartment, a uh, townhome or a single family home, even uh, if you're looking to rent a lot of landlords, well, they might deny you for having a low credit score. And in fact, they might not even be close to considering you in a hot real estate market. You know, if someone's got an 850 and you've got a 650, then your chances are extremely low if you're both offering to pay the same rate. You know, of course, doesn't mean you can't uh, get rental opportunities, but more doors will be closed to you if you don't have a strong credit score. And when it does come to buying a house, if you think you can escape and just buy a house with having a low credit score, um, the average house in the U.S., if you're going to buy it and get a 30-year mortgage, which is the average term, um, someone with a low credit score is going to actually end up paying about $355 more per month. And that adds up to about $120,000 over the term of the loan. Now, for most people, especially young people, that can sound like a quite a nice small fortune. And especially over the course of 30 years invested, you can really do great things for that for your family, retirement, or whatever you see fit. And um, realistically, if you don't need to be paying for that, and maybe your poor credit score was just a mistake, or you just took your loan at the wrong time, you could be really suffering dire consequences just by not focusing on your credit score. And basically, this is the crux of this entire conversation is that I do think credit is extremely important. And I think it can help you in a lot of ways in your life. Um, and not just housing, actually, even a lot of job interviews now, they'll check your credit first, basically before you even get in the door. You know, of course, a lot of places will do background checks, they're going to do a credit background check as well. And they're just going to see, you know, is this person in dire financial straits? Did they just have a bankruptcy? Like, are they defaulting on their credit cards? Do they have 17 accounts and collections? You know, maybe that's not the person that they want to hire. You know, maybe that's not the person that they're going to expect to not steal all their valuable goods they're trusting them with. You know, so it can affect a lot of things in your life. And just having a high credit score can make businesses much more likely to trust you with their money and their resources and also much likely to extend favorable terms towards you and any kind of uh, loans where you might actually need them to help you. Now, as great as that sounds, um, uh, there's also a negative side to it. So if you do have a low credit score, um, there's a lot of downfalls that can come from that. Uh, nowadays, as you spoke about with the job opportunity, um, credit is essentially used for just about everything. Um, our whole financial system is based off credit and debit. Um, debt and credit. And basically, you know, if your credit score is low, that tells everybody that you can't make a payment, you're not going to be able to make a payment or you're high risk at payment, or uh, high risk at not making a payment. And um, this can make it harder for you to find housing, this can make it harder for you to find jobs. Um, it can make it harder for you to get out of sticky situations. Say you're, you're down three, $4,000, you have to make a payment on something or you're going to default. You take a loan out, but your credit score is low, so they didn't allow you to have it. I like to think of credit scores as kind of like a college GPA. Um, it makes it a lot easier to understand the whole concept once I do that. Um, so credit scores, a lot of people like to say, oh, they fluctuate and everything like that. And yes, they do. But it's not as volatile as, say, the crypto market. Um, you know, 
Um, I'd like to kind of say it's kind of like a GPA, you know, like you get straight A's, you have a 4.0 GPA. The moment you get a C, uh, which counts as a 2.0 on the scale, it'll drop your GPA significantly. And it's a lot harder for you to build that up. Credit is very much the same. Um, it's very easy to drop it by missing one payment. You could drop it significantly, 40, 50, 30, 60 points. Um, and, uh, by defaulting, you can drop it substantially, um, and potentially have to go through bankruptcy. And it, it's a terrible thing. Honestly, my piece of advice would be to stick to purchasing things that you can afford. Um, and if you're going to buy something that you can't, please make sure it's an asset, um, asset being an appreciating asset like land or a property, um, because, you know, you, that could potentially pay itself off in of its own. So it's a lot less risky in my opinion, but don't go out and buy the newest Xbox. If you only have 50 bucks in your bank account, don't go and swipe your credit card and buy a new TV uh, if you're still waiting on your this week's paycheck. It's not the smart thing to do, and you can really put yourself in a very tough position because unexpected, um, unexpected expenses come up all the time, whether that's with your car, whether that's with your house, or even family, you know, health matters, medical issues. And we're going through a time like COVID right now, and, you know, a lot of people are having to rely on their savings account in order to pay off certain medical bills. It's very difficult um, balancing some of these things. But honestly, credit is very, very, very important. And it is the basis of just about everything nowadays. So please be wary of it and make smart decisions. Definitely. And, you know, since we've come here and we can both basically say to ourselves, we believe it's extremely important. We want to ask you to go ahead down below in the comments and leave us a story about how it's been important to you or why you think it's maybe not important. And since we do think it's so important, we think it can have dire consequences. You know, we're going to talk about a few things that you can do to actually increase your credit score. Now, we talked about your different credit bureaus, and you can actually go ahead and look these up through many different services. If you have credit cards or even a lot of banks will allow you to check your credit score with them. Besides using third-party services like Credit Karma or Credit Sesame, uh, you can go ahead and um, check your credit scores for free and go ahead and look in their categories and see what they want from you to raise your score. It'll tell you what's a low category if it's low. It'll tell you what your high categories are. And you'll go ahead, you'll look down in your number of accounts and you'll see, okay, I don't have that many accounts. And you'll look down and you'll say, okay, well, my length of account isn't that long. And you can go ahead and the longest thing that's going to be is your length of account. Now, this is the thing where I tell people you need to focus on your credit because this is the thing you can't just change in a short period of time. And I mean, short period of time as in several years, because realistically, even with raising your number of accounts, if you have four accounts and you want to have 10 accounts, because now the top category is far higher and you just want to boost yourself up a bit, um, a lot of places will start denying you if you've got um, multiple credit inquiries. So you got to be wary of that and you just got to start filling out the um, requirements that they want for you to raise your score. You can go in and look consistently. And if you do that, then you'll watch your credit score go up, you know, very regularly. They get reported every time you make a payment and they get reported every time you open a new account. So you can watch it go up or go down, you know, once your credit utilization changes or once you have a new inquiry. So if you just follow what you can find by your credit monitoring services, then you can ensure that you have 
good credit. And also more importantly than even that, if you monitor your credit, if someone else uh, defrauds you and steals your identity and takes out a bunch of stuff in your name and you don't know about it, and all these creditors are looking for you, asking for money, then basically you'll know instantly and you can report it before your credit score gets drastically destroyed and you know you get denied for the mortgage on the home of your dreams and you can't buy the house you missed out the other person bought it so if you want to keep on top of that credit score and do everything right that's all you need to do and i hope we answered a lot of questions for people today and i hope you stick around to see a lot more from us